This is episode number 31 with Ava Wetrick. Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 20-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, it is my mission to bring you empowering people and messages to help you learn anything and take control of your life while fulfilling your vision of success. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and school is now in session. Welcome to the University of Life. I'm super, super excited to introduce to you today my guest. She is the 17-year-old host of a podcast called Mentors, which is also a media company that she founded. She's been seen in Forbes and has had the pleasure of speaking one-on-one with some of my favorite people in the world, very hard to reach, Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, Tom Bilyeu, JT McCormick, and many, many more. Her name is Ava Wetrick, and let me just tell you right now, she's the real deal. And this was my favorite conversation with anyone I've ever brought on the podcast. This was incredible, an incredible super soul conversation. And she's really, quite honestly, one of the smartest people I have had the pleasure of speaking with, especially near my age. She's focused on pioneering the education of tomorrow, a much needed revamp of our education system. It seems our education system of today is in limbo, almost in crisis. And we talk a lot about that today and how her podcast, Mentors with a Z, aimed at bringing Generation Z, the teachers and mentors that we all need to hear, right to you. These are the teachers we need to be learning from. And she's really all about learning. She loves, loves learning. And that's what we're all about here at Growth Mindset University. So we talk about what the education of tomorrow looks like. And we also dig deep on depression and sadness. Ava argues that these are very blanket-like terms in that they don't exactly pinpoint what is going on beneath the surface, but she goes over precisely how to pinpoint what is going on so that you can get out of this feeling of depression and sadness and write the course. It's all about getting to the roots. We talk about the impact of cell phones as well on Generation Z's ability to form deep, meaningful relationships. I'm so impressed by Ava, and she's only 17. And the way she posts these amazing videos on LinkedIn, she's a wizard on LinkedIn, she reminds me of the next Gary V, but I realize she's not the next Gary V. She's the first Ava Wetrick. And by the way, right now, if you are listening to this, go ahead and show me that you're listening. Take a screenshot of this in whatever app you're listening in and tag me on Instagram. Post it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore. Now, lastly, if you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button button on whatever app you are listening in because as you'll soon find out you definitely will not want to miss future 
episodes because these are super soul conversations and they're super actionable too. They're not just going to make you feel good. They're going to make you perform even better in your business, in your life, in your relationships, and in your health. I promise you that right now. And now without further ado, let me introduce to you the one, the only, Ava Wetrick. All right, welcome back to the show, Growth Mindset University. I have Ava Wetrick in the house today. Ava, first off, I want to say congratulations on being placed in Forbes as a 17-year-old. I just saw that this morning, and I guess it was like three days ago, four days ago. Well, th- yeah, thank you so much. It was, it was quite the honor. I didn't expect it. I, <laughs> you know, my friend Jeremy Miller, um, showed it to me in well virtually you know he sent it to the link to me during one of my classes and I couldn't pay attention for the rest of the day it was amazing <laughs> I was so up in the air and you know it's kind of funny because you had two like you had two dynamics of people because like I didn't like shout from the rooftops like oh my gosh you know I got you know I got but like for the people that saw me like get all red face and ghosts they were like are you okay and I was like I got no horse there's the people that were like, I'm so proud of you. Oh my gosh. And there was this one kid. It's so funny. He's kind of sitting there. He's like, must be nice. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like it's my, it's my, it's a picture. It's a quote and it's my name, but it doesn't matter because it's in there. And that's, you know, so yeah, it's been absolutely amazing because of that. And that alone has opened up a lot of doors to me. Um, and I'm just at the moment kind of riding that wave of seeing what's happening next. Yeah. I, I gotta tell you, you are handling it better than than I did. I, I I hope it sounds like when you said you don't shout it from the rooftop rooftops. I'll tell you, when I uh, I think it was exactly a year ago now, eleven months ago, when I was first placed in men's health, and I shouted it from the rooftops. And I would just I would like I was wanting to tell people. I and now I look back and it's just I'm so embarrassed, <laughs> you know. But you live and you learn. It was my first major thing, and but right on, Ava, right on. So I really get that. No, don't worry. Like <laughs> I was telling my friends, I walked in. I I think this is hilarious because it wasn't just about me; it was about the whole innovations class. But my picture with Seth Godin was like the first, you know, the first picture. Yes. He's my <laughs> he's my favorite writer. I was gonna I was gonna tell you that I saw that. Like I just knew by the glasses. I like I I already know. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's no. my favorite writer. What what kind of what's the conversation like with him? Oh my gosh. Okay, so for the first ten minutes, I I didn't breathe. I, I refused to breathe, and I was like, you know, I was compiling my emotions because I okay, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I sat down in a specific location because I knew. You know what I mean? Because I saw where like all the chairs were. I saw everyone gather around like one part, and I was like if Seth's going to come in here, he's not going to stand. He's going to sit down. And there's already people kind of like lining the outskirts of the table. And I was like, I'll sit farther away from everybody. And hopefully, and the guy sat right down next to me. I was like, this is what we want. I'm I'm sitting here bragging about a girl coming, a, a cute girl coming and sitting down next to me in class yesterday to my friends. But you had Seth Godin come in and sit down next to you. <laughs> No, because they saw me in Forbes. They're like, "Who's that other guy?" And I was like, "The god of ev- of you know, like marketing and writing and everything." You know, 
who even, I know, so it was an amazing conversation, I'm not going to lie to you, because this guy would drop knowledge bombs left and right, and um, and he, he was, he was a very good listener, because we kind of did this elevator fast pitch of, like, what we're doing, Um, and the really cool thing was, is he was also not afraid to criticize us, which was exactly what we needed, you know, he made us really think about what we were doing and why, or, you know, why we were doing it certain ways and all these, you got to think about outside perspectives. And I have a whole notebook sheet filled out with like the whole conversation. Um, and when we, and then when him and I talked, it was amazing because he was actually saying the work I was doing was pretty cool. And, um, you know, I was talking about, you know, so, you know, I was like, I was like, Seth, I have to market to self-aware kids that's difficult. I don't, you know, I was like, Seth, how do you make people, like, how do you build self-awareness in people? So, you know, you can start or something. He's like, oh, if you find a way, you know, let me know. <laughs> and that's when we sort of chatting about it. But I try to make it really lighthearted. I try to make it like I was internally, you know, freaking out because I was. And when he, and it was kind of sad. He left the room because he had to go really fast. He was like, okay, I have to go to go back. And when he closed the door, and we all just kind of looked around at each other. We're like, what happened? And it took 30 minutes for all of us to decompress everything that he said. And all of us were like, okay. You know, okay. we all were like, we're all like, we had a bunch of ideas. We just sat around talking about it. And it was absolutely insane. It was so, it was so amazing. And like one of the quotes that, one of the things he said to me, which I can't even comprehend to this day, was he's like, he he looked at me he's like oh he's like you don't have to figure yourself out i'm figuring you out for you and i was like this guy was most it was so uh i absolutely love the new york trip we also got to meet so many other amazing people like scott harrison charity water um the cmo barnes and nobles um we had to go to ad hoc as well and cup oh the new york stock exchange for john fort it was once a one in a lifetime trip yeah so tell me this was for later in the interview, but I want to get into it right now since we're talking about it. Um, this I've been reading about this class and the, this trip and the people you're meeting. And tell me about how all this is coming about. Yeah, so I can give you a really in-depth detail of it all because the teacher of the class is my dad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was around for the beginning of the beginning because... I mean, a lot of people think that my dad was like, oh, you know, he was always like, no, he wasn't. He was, he was a teacher at one point, like a regular teacher, an English teacher. Um, and then he watched Daniel Pink video or a lecture. And he's like, oh, and he had this epiphany of like, in a, like education is irrelevant. Uh, it's not working. You know, this isn't what we need. And he's like, I want to fix that. He's like, how do I fix that? And so he basically structures a whole class around that Daniel Pink um, TED Talk. Um, I think I completely forget what it's about. Um, and so it was, a, it was just years of testing and reinventing and constantly learning to build up to where it is today. Um, and a big thanks to that was, you know, social media and networking. And because of social media and networking, we have 
everything that we have today. You know, we have a lot of the media on our side. We have a lot of, you know, people that want to see the kids grow and expand and change and learn. And um, so we have a great amount of, you know, people wanting to work with us, mentors, local and global businesses, I believe, um, that, you know, want to see us strive and they'll say, hey, we'll help those kids out because we really want to see them. Um, but yeah, it's just always a slow progression of constantly testing. Um, and now it's, I don't want to say it's unschooling, but it's a class. The innovation class is a class where you can do whatever you want. Now that's the dream for most kids, but you know, they're like, I just want a class where we can do anything that we want to do. And my dad goes, here you go. What are you going to do? And they go, I don't know. (laughs) And they freak out. And, you know, like, you'll have some of the kids who don't do anything, but, you know, they'll eventually, or sometimes they don't do anything for the entire year. And that's unfortunate because they wasted a precious resource. But you do get the kids who, because this isn't, this is not a class where you do your homework in. This isn't a class where you chat with your friends and you build businesses, you write, you know, you write books, you, you know, you gain an audience, you develop a network, you, you build skills, you know, um, we like last year was one hell of a class you know last year we had um a couple businesses start up we had people building schools in africa we had um we had a lot of you know like media plot well i guess i would say media platforms like you know podcasts and you know youtube channels you know start to you know get on the rise um it was absolutely amazing um and me being kind of one of those kids and looking around it was fascinating and that's kind of why i did a lot of my mentors work um was because of the of, of the you know kid you know kids today and they're so awful but you know they're not they just simply don't know and depression and suicide and anxiety and isolation are there for a reason and you, know, you get to some of the roots of the reasons and yes there's individual cases but you get to the root of the reasons they don't have meaning they don't have purpose with their lives and they don't do anything so that's kind of the mission of mentors and it kind of blossoms off of the innovation class and I'm rambling a little bit but yeah that's what the class is, <laughs> the class is. I, I tell you when I was you're 17 right mm-hmm. yeah when I was 17 in high school I guess you're starting senior year I I was I mean I'm only 20 now but I was miserable I, <laughs> I was doing I, I we didn't have a class like that either uh so who are some of the mentors that you have had come into the class, uh, talk with over the phone? And how, how do you get in touch with these hard to reach people? Because you've gotten in touch with some very hard to reach people. Yeah. Um, network, you know, I know people that know people that know people that know people. And, you know, you have to start off small. Like we were talking about this um, the other day in class because, you know, you know, net worth, network, you know, uh, you, you have to start small. You know, if you want to get in contact with a, you know, Broadway sensation, you look for her understudy. Mm. Things that learn from you. Um, you know, when you start building up, wanting to know people you don't go for the kid on the youtube channel that has you know 50 you don't go for the one that has a 5 million you go for the 50,000 you go for the 5,000 because you know they are better connected you know um so it's honestly i don't want to say a way to climb the ladder but you just have to be nice be generous be genuinely interested in them and want to help them in any way possible um but you also have to present your skill set you know so if you, and honestly, 
a lot of it is, I don't want to say like a, for good looks, but especially if you're a kid, you can say, hey, I'm just a kid. I'm good at X, Y, Z. What is your biggest struggle right now in your company? Or, you know, what is your biggest struggle right now in general? You know, um, how can I help? And, you know, they'll know where your skill set is at that point. And they go, wait, maybe you could help. Or, you know, just being a kind soul to people. And they go, you know, who are you? And, they, and then you get them genuinely interested is how I've kind of done things. And not only that, I won't lie to you. The class, as it's built up the name, is a great resource as well. Um, and then also for anyone listening, I'm pretty sure there's a way that um, the, the sort of that foundation could, you know, be a service and, you know, you can, but, you know, having the class already be set up with a bunch of resources and a bunch of people to network with is good in itself because, you know, they have a good name. Um, but yeah, if you're starting out with nothing, be kind, generous, and helpful to others and good things will come your way while also building something else up for yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> so another one of my heroes, so to say, is Tim Ferriss. Is that someone? I thought I saw something. You you had gotten the chance to talk with him. Is that? Yeah. yeah. What did you, yeah. you get to ask him? What did you get to talk to him about? You dug deep, man. That was, I always do. That was two years ago. Oh, that, really? was really uh, that was really impressive. Yeah, I talked to him two years ago. Um, he, he was in the class, well, not in the, in the class, you know, virtually in the class and, um, he was just chatting with them. I was listening going, oh my gosh, this guy. And, you know, we could kind of do a Q and A. When I walk up to the computer, look him, you know, face to face, like I am you. And I said, Tim, in a couple of years, I might go to college. I might not, not go to college. What is your, you know, view on that? Um, and he went like into this whole, it was insane. He's like, don't even, you know, I'm not going to say you super anti-college, but he was very pro gappier, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, T you know, take time off, explore yourself, explore the world. Cause that's how you're going to find out things. That's what you're you know, that's real learning. And it was so amazing. Cause I got him really riled up over something so simple. Um, but yeah, that was like my, that, so my main conversation with him was one question and a whole lot of answers. Uh -huh. I agree with Tim. I'm in the middle of my college career, as we had talked about before we got on the air here. Um, and everything I've learned and everything I've, I mean, I wrote a, I wrote a book and nothing I, I've learned has really been from school. Everything, I mean, maybe you see this bookshelf behind me too. And then I got another one on the other side of this camera and another one right up here and another one right here. I read every single day and then I go out in the world and I experience it. I go explore it. And that's how I learn. I'd say maybe, I mean, I spend so much more time in school than I do reading, unfortunately. I mean, that's the way it has to be. But 95 to 99% of my learning, real learning has happened outside of school. It's kind of disproportionate. And I say all the time, you know, I go on a rant to, to my parents. I'm like, I'm, I threaten to like drop out and, hey. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, school is so stupid. School is so stupid. Cause I just, sometimes I, I don't get it, but I, there's a sort of societal norm, a social norm, a social construct that you, you kind of, 
even I know it, you kind of need that piece of paper. It's a really, that, that degree, it's, it's a very nice fallback. And, and people look at you differently without it. But at the same time, $120,000 is a steep price to pay. What, what, in your opinion, are some of the shortcomings of today's education system? And you are getting ready to make this decision of yours within the next year, as my brother is. He's the same age as you, going into the same grade. What would you say maybe to him? He just went on a whole college tour. Oh, I'd say, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> and he'd go, what? And that's like probably like the meanest thing you could say, but it's the most truthful thing you could say. What are you doing with your life? And some kids are like, I don't know. And some kids, like, it's a very few select group of kids, but some of them are like, I'm actually doing stuff. Um, so you got to look at it. What are you doing? What do you love? What do you hate? Who are you? You know, um, I think is what big root of the, of everything, of everything. And who are you? And when you once you kind of get a build of these, get a, you know, foundation of this and kind of know what you want to do, know your direction. If you need a license, if you need a degree for it, go after it. You know, but if it doesn't require these things, you have some options. You know what I mean? You have some options. And I know the world might see you differently if you don't have a piece of paper or if you do. But if you also look at the world, it's very much changing. It's rapidly changing. Google, what was it like? Google, Facebook, and IBM, you don't need a college degree anymore. Oh. If you have a skill set, you can, you, they will hire you. If you have the skill set, you have to prove yourself now. Um, the world is shifting and people are seeing it. Some people aren't seeing it, but, and you know, even in my, even my, uh, I want to go to ball if, if anything, if I go to college, it's going to be ball state or Purdue ball state. Oh, has, hold on. Purdue. That's the one my brother's <laughs> looking at going into. Yeah. I had to interrupt you there, but no, what state are you from? I'm from, uh, I'm from Philadelphia. I'm right now though. I go to school at Florida Gulf coast university. Awesome. basketball team i don't know if you're familiar with the basketball team but they're like the cinderella story every year it's amazing anyway sorry yeah, cool. yeah well i'm well, from indiana Purdue's in indiana we're pretty close and Purdue's a very awesome school um especially if you want to do like entrepreneurial startup things as well as as well as ball state but ball state is you know kind of advancing and they're like don't turn in your sat and act stuff if you don't want to you don't have to we don't care and it was optional. I was like, I love you guys. You know, um, so I was, so it's, it's changing. And the school system is very much flawed. A lot of, just like you, a lot of things that I learned didn't come from school or it came from classes that, you know, frankly, no one cares about. Mm. Like, you know, but you have to look at it from a different perspective. Like I was in the same class, like for the, the best example I can give is a geology class it was either take physics and be a good kid or take geology and be the kid who's trying to get out of physics i'm not gonna lie to you i was trying to get out of physics but so but what i learned from geology class was some amazing amazing things i learned how the world worked and how it functioned and i found it absolutely beautiful how it replenishes itself and how it shifts and you know is how it is regardless of you know sometimes of what we do as human beings it always you know bounces back and um i looked at it as something amazing to learn other kids looked at it and they said this is stupid why am i here um 
So education also comes down to perspective. I know a lot of kids will take the physics classes in the high, like, AP math classes and engineering and STEM classes, and they absolutely love it because they're learning the things that they want to learn. Um, so if you want to learn those things, take it, you know, take joy in the things you're learning. Um, but if, you know, what you want to learn is outside of that, because I know a kid who wants to be an, like an MMA fighter, he's training for it. Um, and he's actually getting really far. I'm really proud of him. But he doesn't care about school because he's like, I want to be a fighter. So he'll spend his time learning about those things. Um, so, you know, the educational system, yeah, it sucks. It really does. It really does. It's, yeah, it's useless and pointless, so at, you know, <laughs> most of the time. But that's no excuse to not learn on your own. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. a, that's the big caveat. I'm so glad that you said that. Very glad because it, you don't just not go to school and have nothing, nothing take its place. Yeah, because well, like, like the dumbest thing, because the absolute dumbest thing, you know, I come across, well, one of the dumbest is, I want to do whatever I want. And I'm like, okay, here's this innovation class. What are you going to do? And they go, I don't, because they don't know. And then they don't do anything. And well, that's problem number one. You need to learn. And I understand that you don't know yet. So let's, you know, let's make you, let's help you learn. I'm not going to lie to you. I was in the same exact place. I was a resentful kid. I didn't want to learn these things until I did one day. But the other thing is, is that, People don't like their lives. People are upset with a lot of things. People don't advance and they're complacent, right? And they understand the complacency, but they don't do anything. They don't take any action where they easily could. And that's just education, that's knowledge, especially with kids. You know, you get to these kids with their stress and they hate their life and they're upset. I talk to these kids all the day, every day. How's life? I'm really stressed. Why? Mm. Because of school, and you know, it's, a, it's this whole, it's this whole, you know, nonsense. They don't. You, you need to understand that life can be different if you learn about it. Life can be different, but you don't understand that because what we do instead of learning about the world and understanding ourselves and getting to experience life is we're on this all the time. Oh, it makes me cocaine. so. Oh. What? I said cocaine. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. It makes me so. And, and again, do do I do I fault to this too? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, you know, a couple minutes ago, before we got on the recording, I was, you know, like kind of looking at like funny memes, you know. But but you know, a good amount of my time also is learning, is taking the time to understand myself in the world, and not be entertained. Learning generation that are constantly entertained, and if we don't have the entertainment, we don't know what to do with ourselves because we've never stopped to ask ourselves the hard questions. That is my rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I connect so well with you on that. I mean, everyone everyone knows who knows me knows like I hate school, but I love learning. It's the funny. It's it's. I wrote a book called Growth Mindset University. I wrote a whole book about learning, but I hate school. You know, uh, so what is the future of education look like? Do you think? Because with what with this class that you're in, this amazing class that's you know in the in the news and and all that, I, I've seen and heard about it. Uh, it seems to be changing. There seems to be change coming. Uh, I I don't think I don't think this futility, if you will of education will go on too much longer i hope not in the not in the time before i graduate but 
But so what do you think that future looks like? What do you think holistic education looks like? Well, it's kind of funny because you have to think about what will happen. Oh, there's a thunder. I'm sorry, Zoe. My dog is kind of scared of thunder. So if you her, be all scared. It's okay. Zoe's a good dog. But um, you got two routes, you know, when it falls. You have people trying to reconstruct and rebuild, you know, before it ends, you know, like before it all collapses, they're like, oh, you know, we should fix this now. And you'll have a good structure, but it won't be the best. And the worst, and that's kind of my own opinion, I think the best option for it all falling so we can completely rebuild it is just complete carnage, to, to quote Gary Vee. You know, my, my, dad taught, my dad was talking to Gary Vee, and, you know, he was, my dad was like, you know, I'm trying, you know, he's marketing to schools for, my dad, for his courses. Gary's like, screw them. Who cares about the schools? Let the schools burn. Complete carnage. He's like, I, the school doesn't matter. You know, you know, the parents are the ones who are actually going to care. But dad's like, well, I'm not sure, right? Um, so, honestly, I think the school system should completely fall apart before it comes back together. Because when it comes back together, they'll have to, you'll have to really look at the world at that point. And once you see the world and where it's going, you'll have a fast adapting educational course. Like for like right now, I'm really proud of the elementary school. We have an, we like one out of five. Um, one of our elementary schools in the district is setting up a neurological program. They're teaching elementary school kids about the brain and neurology mm-hmm. and why it is the way it is. Um, and they're like, well, you know, if the kids better understand their brain, they'll better understand themselves or why they're acting the way they are. We're making our kids more self-aware, basically, at a young age. And I was like, you're so cool. And, you know, and they also do all these brain tricks to help them. Like, they have a amygdala room. Whoa, amygdala room. Yeah, or now they call it the zone because kids can't say amygdala, you know, they can't do it. So um, it's, um, this amygdala room is like, separ- like a separate little space inside a classroom. Um, and sometimes it's like dimly lit. Um, and there's like little toys they can play with and like bubbles they can watch in a, in a little jar and they could just really come back into focus without even knowing it because in a lot of kids, especially they go, the teachers always talk about how interesting it is. They go, sometimes even like the really quiet kids will ask to sit in the room for a little bit and when they get out, they're completely refreshed. Um, and you know, they, and they kind of know what's happening. They go, I need to use this room so I can, you know, be more present. And they actually do. It's really cool. Um, so there are slow advances being made. You'll all, you also have a lot of fast adapting systems. Like you'll have mindset classes. We will have emotional intelligence classes. I think we'll have like, I think we'll have also really obscure classes like, um, one that just pops up to mind is like ethical hacking. You know, mm-hmm. we'll probably have like a class on how to code, but then how to hack and then how to use it for good. Ethical hack. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I think, you know, along with the mindset courses, we can, you know, you'll also talk about, um, here's how to start a business or a company or non for profit. And then, um, all these crazy wacky things are, if you're more on the media platform, you'll, you know, what's, how, how are we going to interact with people? You know, what do people like? Let's study the human psyche, but use it for something, you know, yeah. um, all of it, every course will come down to a, how do you put it to a, to a focus and for a purpose that, or 
we'll just record or that or like you'll just turn on a Seth Godin TED talk have everyone listen to it and at night as homework and then in the morning everyone comes back and they discuss it is another outlet we've been seeing education go to just everyone learning from one expert and then talking about it or and then doing it and implementing it that's what right I think. right on love that mm-hmm. what are you doing right now with your podcast tell me the purpose and I've listened to it I told you that um, your why with the podcast is in terms of advancing education and generation Z because it has a lot to do with generation Z define what generation Z is exactly yeah so generation Z is the age group is like younger kids to teenagers you know, it's, it's my, it's my realm and, and like under that, you know, mm-hmm. like my brother and sister are both Gen Z. A little bit older than me is Gen Z. You know, after that you have like millennials. Millennials are in their twenties to thirties right now. Right. Gen Z is like my age below. I'm, tw- I'm 20. What am I? I think you're a millennial. Okay. Gotcha. I don't, awesome. I don't remember the cutoff exactly. Yeah. To, yeah but that's what Gen Z is. And it was a seven hour car drive with my dad down to one of his speaking gigs. And it was a long car drive. There was some celebrity gossip on the radio. And I was like, I turned it down. I'm like, dad, this is absolutely stupid. <laughs> and he kind of, yeah, he chuckles like you did. And he's like, you know, yeah, you're right. And I was like, no, this is really dumb. And I went into <laughs> rant of how dumb it is and how I don't like it because why do people care about about you know nothingness because what they say means nothing and I was like then it kind of then I kind of you know then he dig deeper because I think my I think that's what my dad's kind of prodding me and I dig deeper and I was like I was like you know my like my generation my group of kids we don't have anyone to look up to and you know I you know it starts to click piece by piece and we don't have anyone to look up to and I'm like the people that I've learned from are people who I look up to and I've understood, I've understood different things. I've been different because of it and be different for the better. And I was like, you know, why don't other kids get to know these people? And I go, wait, they just simply don't know who these people are. And I, you know, it was all just starting to, you know, piece together. And then I kind of paused. I was like, oh my gosh, dad, I could, I could do a podcast and I could have this guy on. And, uh, and then it was just whole falling together. Of, I want to create a podcast. I want to create a platform where, you know, younger kids, younger people can learn about amazing human beings that genuinely want to help the world and others. They're not in it for themselves. They're not in it for self-promotion. They want to teach and share lessons so that you understand and obtain them and can, you know, implement them in any way you'd like. Um, and not have to listen to stupid, you know, gossip or anything that's mindless and entertaining. This will help you in the long run. Um, so that was the whole, that was the whole idea. And so, I didn't implement on it, you know, it was just an idea, right? I was like, this is really cool, and I didn't do it. And then a couple months later, you know how, you know, like, you know, um, what do they call the, um, you know, like roundabouts? Yeah, yeah, of course. So in some roundabouts, you have like trees and grass and bushes, you know, like really nice stuff. And we have one of those in front of our, you know, in front of our neighborhood. Yeah, me too, yeah. So I know, I absolutely love it. <laughs> We bike out there. I bike out there and I'm sitting there alone, maybe with my dog. 
and it was with my dog and I was reading Mike Smith's or that's a really common name. You can find him at Mike Smith live, you know, specific. He's an amazing guy. I wrote a book and I can't tell you exactly what the last page, what the last page of the book said, but all that I remember was I had this overwhelming epiphany because yeah, the idea for the podcast was good, but in that moment I realized what it could be what it could do for others, what it could do for myself, and how it had the potential to change a lot of things. And from that I started. Because at that point, it wasn't just about teaching kids life lessons, which is a really hard thing to do sometimes in itself. Because sometimes I don't wanna learn. But the more I developed it, the more it became about, you know, you know what I said earlier is isolation, depression, anxiety, suicide oh it's hilarious you know a lot of kids joke about wanting to die a lot of kids really do want to die mm-hmm. genuinely it's a little scary um you look at these things and you ask yourself even school shootings um we had a you know our school got shot up last summer oh really yeah so it you know you have to look at these things and mm-hmm. we were like you know i was like there's a reason there's a reason um, there's, and there's a lot of reasons, individual cases, like I said, are individual cases, but you have to look at the whole. And I think a lot of the whole from what I've seen, my pers- you know, what I've seen is there's no purpose. There's no meaning. There's no fulfillment. You're living for nothing. You're living for nothing. And everything you have is shallow. You think people don't care about you? People don't, and I'm sorry, but that's how it's what happened. I mean, I'll take a page out of Simon Sinek's book, right? Which one? Start with why I got it right. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, well, one of his one of his one of his talks, one of his talks, okay. and he's talking about you know like this younger you know these younger generations, and you know, a lot of kids we don't have that you know social skills have gone down the drain. Oh yes, you know yes. the talk, yeah. And, you know, if your audience doesn't know, he's basically all in a nutshell, you know, social, social skills kind of went, you know, going down the drain. It's really difficult to turn to someone you don't know and say hi, especially when you really care about what other people think about you, because it's a big shift when you're younger. We all know, you know, it was, do our family, does our family care about us? But now is it's, does our, does the world care about us? Does our environment care about us? And it's really difficult to test that out. We don't want to do that. And it's a lot easier, you know, to like look on your phone and, and, and pay attention to that than try to talk with anyone else. And when you do that, you don't take the time to build things, build relationships with people. Yeah, you have friendships, but it's been determined that a lot of people know that the relationships are shallow. They go, if, yeah, my friends, are, my friends will find someone else, you know, if I don't want to show up. It's just how it is. Um, and so with that, you have isolation because you think that no one cares because no one has gotten to take the time to know anyone because you haven't gotten to take the time to know anyone because no one really knows anyone because everyone's really guarded because no one has had to express themselves because no one built the social skills in the first place to be able to express themselves. And it all comes crumbling down because isolation will turn into anxiousness around other people. It'll turn into depression and loneliness and it will turn in. And, and this was the worst thing. I was at a church camp and 
one of the girls was really upset because she's like, no one, she said, no one cares. No one cares when people get on their phones they, and they, you know, publicly post that they want to die and no one does anything because people think it's attention. People think it's a joke. And I go, it's because no one cares. And she's like, how, you know, how dare you? And I explained to her about all these things and how no one, no one knew this person and this person didn't know anyone. And it's a sad reality, but you're one and you you're one in, you're not even one in one, you're, you know, one in three that, that, you know, that doesn't want to live. And she, you know, she's like, oh, that's awful. Mm -hmm. It is. So, you know, that's just been my observation of being in high school and seeing these things, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to basically now the whole thing for mentors is life can be amazing if you let it be. Yeah. Life doesn't have to suck. And it's hard, but sometimes you just have to make it not suck. And But not a lot of people know how to do that. That's the difficult thing. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know because you don't know. And, and, you know, it really frustrates me when someone's, you know, and again, sometimes it's motivational, but they're like, well, how do I stop hating myself? Well, you just do. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, you know, you don't. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a system to it. You have to understand what loving yourself is like you have to understand you know what is love happiness and, and this is also, also a big thing a lot of people say they're not happy what is happiness i don't know happiness can be contentment happiness can be peace with yourself happiness could be this overwhelming joy of doing something amazing but because you haven't defined happiness you don't know what happiness is so you won't be happy and you believe that and i want you to believe that i want you to be happy what is happiness? It's a lot of these things that, you know, loop around and come back together. And, and, and I absolutely love that this is what, what I've been doing is been becoming, is teaching these lessons, these values. Here, here's why your podcast is huge, because the teachers of today, and I'm not knocking, I feel bad if a teacher's out here, listen, I'm not knocking teachers, but a lot of teachers today, and your dad is different. Your dad, I, I mean, I've, I, I'm connected with him on LinkedIn as well. Um, your dad's awesome. That's the kind of teacher I want to have. That's the kind of teacher I want to learn from. That's the mentor I would look up to. Not a lot of what I see in it, where I go to school. Like these are not, they're, they're not really people I want to learn from. So you're taking, you're taking the people that we all want to learn from and should learn from and bringing them to us. And that's why I love it. And so my next question here is, because you've been speaking a lot about self-awareness, what, what does self-awareness mean to you? And how do we become self-aware? Yeah, that was something I sat on because Seth Godin said he couldn't answer it. So I'll take my uh-huh. shot, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, but again, because I'm going to guess he couldn't even exactly say it because there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of different avenues you can do that. But for me, Self-awareness is a, is a deep understanding of yourself. Now, I won't lie to you. Since I was little, I've been really self-aware of myself. So, actually, honestly, so self-aware that I was able to, like, be on, a, like, a high just from my brain. I can, I, I, I can totally relate. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, but this was, like, when I was in elementary. So, I had, like, existentialist you know, leaving my body at 10 because I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like, who are you? And I'd be like, you're Ava. And I go, who's Ava? And then I just, 
And then I like, and then my brain would, and it was amazing. But, um, cause you know, it was just like this crazy understanding or not understanding of everything is, is absolutely awesome. But self-awareness, so I'm going to have to stay on topic. I think self-awareness is understanding emotions deeply, having labels for the emotions and then circling through avenues. So, so you think about this. So here's a simple one that sometimes takes a while to figure out. Like it took me a little bit of time to figure this out about myself a couple, like a month or two ago. I was like, I'm really sad. You know, why am I so sad? And sad is a blanket term. You're not sad. I'm not going to lie to you. You're not sad. So sad, you're, sad is a blanket. You go, well, I'm sad. A lot of people get stuck there and they go, well, I'm sad and I can't change it because I'm sad. I wasn't sad. And the more, and I had to think about it. I was like, are you, you know, you're not sad. You're sad for a reason. Why are you sad? What, why are you sad? And I go, well, you know, I just want to go outside and have fun. And I just, I, you know, I haven't seen my friends in a while. I think I'm sad because I haven't seen my friends. So okay, you're not sad. You're lonely. And I'm like, okay, I'm lonely. And then, you know, you dip down and you're like, okay, so like, what do you, what do you want out of, why are you lonely? And you go, well, again, I, I don't think I've gotten outside a lot, or I don't think I've really spent genuine time with a lot of people. Cause you know, I see a lot of people day to day, but I just want human connection. Oh my gosh. I just want to be loved. Okay. But you want to be loved? Yeah, I do. Okay. How are we going to, how, how do you, how are we going to go about this in a nice way? How are we going to be loved? And you go, let's spend time with people that we care about outside of the family because you know, you need to get outside. Like you said, let's spend time with people that we love and show them that we love them and have a great time. Let's do that. So you see, there was a path I took. It takes a, sometimes it takes a while to figure out. Totally. But, once, but once you have a path, you have a solution. I know this generation sometimes doesn't like to put labels on things. But when you do, a lot of things become more clear. If I would have said I was sad and stayed sad, I would have not progressed. I wouldn't have understood why. But because I knew I wasn't sad, I was lonely. Because I knew it wasn't loneliness, I just wanted to be loved. And because I just wanted to be loved, I knew that what I'd have to come back to do is to love others and spend good times with them and make good memories. I wouldn't, you know, you know I would, I, that would have fixed the problem. Um, that's why people say that, you know, and a lot of people, well, I'm not sad, I'm, de I'm depressed. Mm. That's something different sometimes to look at and go, mm. Because, because in what, how I see, because again, a lot of people will say they're depressed when they talk to me. Sad is a blanket. I'm pretty sure depression is also, I'm more than sad kind of blanket. Yes. Like for the majority, the minority are, diff are a different case, especially for the, for the majority. It's just, I'm a deeper level of sad. And I want to say, no, you're not. They go, yes, I am. I go, no. Do you want to be happy or not? And they go, I, I do. Okay, well, dismiss the fact that you're depressed. Let's think about this. And they'll go, and they'll, first they'll kind of get mad because I disregarded their emotions, but I'm not. I'm, I'm looking deeper at their emotions because depressed is another way to set up another blanket, um, especially like when it's not clinical. A lot of depression is conditional and can be changed over time. But yeah, mm -hmm. That's my whole perspective on self-awareness. Consistently okay. ask yourself questions until you get to the root of things or the perceived root of things and test it out from there.
Yeah, the labeling was was key there. I love that. And then you follow the path. I think too, the heightened sense of awareness you and I hear. I actually went um, to therapy for sensory issues when I was like three or four years old uh, for literally a heightened sense of awareness. And now that I'm now that I'm 20, it's still like a blessing most times and a curse still sometimes. Um, you know, sometimes I'll hear like a noise. I'm like, what's that? I, like I get so, uh, some things really. sense of awareness at three look like? Yeah, I, I was just, I mean, I was crying all the time. I was, I was the worst. I was, the pro, I was a huge problem child. I was the hardest kid to raise ever. So, so emotional. And I'm still like super emotional today. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just me. You know, I have, a, I have this heightened sense of awareness. Uh, I, it's funny, I reconnected with my therapist, found my website and filled out the contact form from like 17 years ago. And it was, it was amazing. We were having a good conversation. So what's um, society's default path? With your show and with everything you're doing, and I saw one of your videos on LinkedIn, which by the way, you're really good at LinkedIn. You're very good at LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I know how. Actually, I think I, I think I figured some things out. But yeah, we yeah. can talk about a little bit later. <laughs> so you were talking about this little girl that, um, yeah, you know, you know a video I'm talking about. I want you to describe the situation. Um, but the r- bottom line here is that she didn't know. She's like, wait, a 17-year-old can, you're, you're, I'm allowed to do what she's doing, you know? And so I don't, I think a lot of people just go down society's default path. They, they go, they take the default script and just run with it. Cause that's what they think they have to do. Right. I totally get that. And yeah. And again, I, you know, I genuinely think it comes down to just not knowing, you know, so we, so if you think about it, we only have three cones cones. I'll say in our eye, we can only see so many colors right? In so many mixes of colors. There's technically many more colors out there, but we don't know those colors exist. So who's to know what they are? You know what I mean? So people simply don't know. If I, if I, you know, if I was Amish and I never knew a computer existed, I would have never known a computer existed. You know, I wouldn't have you. So, you know, and that, and I would just continue to live my life as it was. If, and that little girl at age eight experienced the same thing. She simply didn't know that a, a kid could do this. But once it opens up in the mind and you realize that you can do quite literally anything. And a lot of people brush over that. You can quite literally do anything. You can do anything. It's going to sound cliche, but you can do anything. So like, <laughs> when you realize these things and take it to heart, like she did, you know, Tima's little girl. And she was like, you know, she, the door was open because it was possible. I, you know, I was reading another book about, you know, this guy and he was like, he's like, he didn't think he could make a million dollars in a certain time frame, right? Because <clears throat> he wanted to for his business. And like a month or two later, he saw another business do it, make a million dollars in a short amount of time. He's like, it's possible. I can do it. The same thing with like the, the breaking the records for, you know, like fastest mile. No one thought it could be done. And then until one guy did it, it just started happening. Rapid fire. You have to realize that it happens. So the, the default path is technically what everyone knows, right? You know, the, 
the American dream, you know, also. you know, you go to school, you get a degree, you get a job. It's nice. You get a husband. You work for 50 years. You work, yeah. You work for 15 years and you retire at the ripe old age and you pay your taxes and you die. Like yeah. that's the default path because everyone knows that path exists. People don't know a lot of other paths that exist because they simply don't know or they know and they don't want to take it because it's rougher, you know? It's tougher, to, it's tougher to do the hard thing. It's tougher to do the right thing for yourself. Did you know that? It's really tough for us to do the right thing for ourselves. Not because of the pleasures of the world. Sometimes we just don't think we deserve it. Mm. You as a human being deserve these things. And also, it's just going to be detrimental to yourself. Do the right thing. I know it's tough and some things are fun in life, but come on, you know. Um, but yeah, you just you just have to realize, you just have to explore. Like you're exploring, you're exploring the alternate paths. Now you know a lot more than your friends. <laughs> you can be a little cocky about that. You know? <laughs> because you understand, you understand a different side of the world. A lot of people yeah. understand, understand one side of the world. Once you open that door for little kids, wow, they'll do stuff. That mm. was my, they'll do stuff. And they'll just do random stuff. And it'll be random first, but then it will become random. And it'll be a pattern. And you'll realize, I think my kid's trying to steal my stuff to make money. What's happening? You know, and then I'll just get cooler from there because they'll want to start on business and they'll want to, it's, it's a lot like that. We have to understand the things. Mm. So tell me the, can you recount the story of, of that little girl? Yeah. yeah. I've had a couple other accounts, but this one, so she's a mother. Her name is Tima. I absolutely adore her. She's based, she's kind of turned into my own virtual mother. Um, she calls me and it's late at night. It's like nine o'clock. I was really tired. And I didn't know what this call was going to be. And she's like, Ava, I just want to thank you. And I was like, I was like, Oh, you know, you know, you know, I'm just doing what I do. You know, you know, thank you so much. She's like, no, you don't get it. Genuinely. Thank you. You don't know what you've done. <laughs> and you know, you know, I was like, well, what do you mean? And so she just broke down what I did and who I was and why it's a good thing, especially for her daughter. Cause she's like, I want to raise my little girl, you know, to understand, you know, to understand certain concepts. And she goes, she goes, Ava, honestly, she's like, I know it's going to sound weird, but the most fascinating thing about you is I know I'm not wearing makeup right now, but she, but she's like, you are a gorgeous person inside and out, but you don't let the outside, you know, prohibit you from anything. You don't care about that. You care about the deeper things in life. Mm. It's exactly what I want for my little girl. Because Ava, she listens to so many shallow things. She goes, the world is really shallow. You know, so she monitors what her little girl watches. And she's like, I, you know, and she's like, Ava, you want to help the world. And you do these, you know, you know, you do these things for the people. And she's like, and that's amazing. And, and she was like, if I raise my little girl to be anything like you, she's like, I'll be so proud um and from there I just started to tear up and I was like oh my gosh it was, it was absolutely amazing but like I guess that's the closest account of what it could be uh, you know what everything was and then from there um actually a couple of days afterwards I got a call well not a call I got like a video recording a couple of days after that from from the little girl she's like hi Eva she's like my mom he's like, and she's, she's like and 
she's like you and then at the end of the you know at the end of the you know of her and I talking she's not only thanking me for being you know who I was and you know and being this example to my daughter she's like because of this you inspired my little girl to to do other things because apparently her her little girl is doing something really cool already she was like actually making things and selling them at like a marketplace mm. but now she's like you know when she saw like when she saw videos of me she's like you're allowed to do this and her mom also records a podcast so she was like she's like yeah you can do this at any age you can do this anytime you want and the little girl's like that's so cool she's like mommy i want to do this because and because look because a kid did it another kid can do it and that warmed my heart so much because that's what i'm seeking out that's the mission you know that's that's exactly what i've been encompassing and because of that funny enough another like other people have been telling me that you know they they saw a kid that you know they they show their kid my stuff and the kid was like i want to do that and like and so now it's just you know you're gonna so maybe or maybe not you'll see a bunch of you know little kids kind of speaking hastily into a mic and talking about you know whatever they want to talk about because they're kids at this point so it doesn't matter but it builds amazing skills and learning because of doing something but yeah that was the whole that was the whole shebang and both videos are still up don't watch my video please Um, what i watched it (laughs) (laughs) i i was i watched you cry a couple like two hours ago thank you that's all good i the vulnerability Thank you. I, I, I don't, I for one can't get on cam. I don't, I can't get on camera. Number one, speak like that. And number two, just do it under such emotional like circumstances. Well, beforehand I ran into my parents' room and I was like, Oh my gosh. And then I was trying to, I was talking normal. And then I said, and then like, I was like, and she said, if I'd raise a, and I just started to break down and they thought it was hilarious. Actually, my parents were asleep. Um, it was, it was absolutely amazing. Then I recorded the video of it. But honestly, I don't know why, but vulnerability doesn't scare me. Mm. Being completely open and transparent with someone never scares me. Why? I think. What scares most people, you think? Mm. Because a lot of people think they have to be perfect, but the reality is nobody can really relate with someone who's perfect. I used to try to be perfect. I used to put up, yeah. I used to just put on a, a show. It was all a show. Yeah. yeah. Well, then looking at that evidence, the root would have to be fear of judgment. As was, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to. So here's two ways I've, I've noticed this. The two ways I've seen is that you've been so, like, beaten up around the edges that, like, you have a thick skin and you can just say and do whatever and it doesn't matter because nothing can hurt you afterwards. Or in my case, I'm not going to lie to you. I have a pretty, I'm a very, I don't want to say emotional, but I'm very in tune with myself and I'm, and I'm very open with everything. I don't have a super thick skin because I was made fun of a lot in elementary, you know, I was the one who beat up other kids. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, (laughs) I, you know, I've been surrounded by support and love and sometimes a harsh talking to, but an ultimate you are an idiot, but we love you. And we're telling you this because we love you, but you're also stupid. And I was like, okay, you're right. You know, but you're saying it's out of love. So I get it. So I kind of developed a really nice confidence in myself. 
if you don't like who I am, if you think what I do is stupid, that's, I understand. I understand. And that's okay. That's okay that you don't like what I do because I've, I like what I do and I found purpose in it. And, you know, this means something to me. It doesn't have to mean anything to you, but to me, it means the world. Mm. I, think that, I think that's why. Mm. If you had a microphone and everyone ages, let's say 15 to 20 could hear your 30 second message. You had 30 seconds with this microphone. And what would you say to everyone listening ages 15 to 20? Everyone 15 to 20 in the entire world is listening to you for the next 30 seconds. You have their ears. What are you going to say? Yeah, yeah. You got to word things nicely. Um, It would probably be, you know, it it can't be, it can't be, it it almost has to be something cliche because cliches work for a reason, you know. If I, okay, so if I had this microphone, I'd probably, this is my microphone, I'd probably get on there and I'd probably say, hey, this isn't Jesus. I'm just letting you know right now. Um, This is a kid in Indiana but I figured out some things and I got to let you know life doesn't have to be like this. I want you to know that life doesn't have to be like this. And then I'd probably hear some, you know, cause everyone's all confused. And then I'll be like, don't be, you know, and I'd be like, life doesn't have to be like this. It could be amazing. Be able to allow it to be, you need to go out there and learn. A lot of things that you're doing right now are useless. You have the time to learn things. You have the time to do things, but you don't because you're on your phone. And actually I'm going to be a hypocrite. Get on your phone get on the computer, get, you know, pick up a book and learn, read it, do some, read about something that you love, read about something that intrigues you. Even, even if people think it's weird, learn about it. It'll help you. You will find purpose and meaning through doing something. Go out and do something. Go do anything. I don't care what it is. Just do something. Find meaning in it. Find purpose in it and teach it to the world. I love it, Ava. I I really do. What would you say? I'm curious because you're a reader like I am. And and I have a a good couple of books that have impacted my life hugely. I'd say Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within, number one. I read that when I was your age. Uh, Also, The Mastery of Love, I read that when I was your age as well. And those were like two amazing books. I want to know what are, what's like the most impactful book that you have read that has shifted your perspective? I'm, I'm writing down what you, the books you, oh yeah, yeah, that, okay, first off, those sound incredible, the biggest book that has impacted my life is Man's Search for Meaning, but, oh, yeah, what a guy, right, (laughs) right a guy, what a guy, have you introduced your audience to who Viktor Frankl is, you know, I did do, I did do a five minute episode on, in literally an excerpt from this book the, I, I did it. It was, um, it, I saw that quote in there. He who has a why to live can endure almost any how. And so I did a little episode on that, but I, I need to talk about this book a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's absolutely phenomenal. And I read this like last year and it came, it came down to there, there's, there's so many lessons and a lot of people for your viewers, if you want to read, Man's Search for Meaning, this book will not tell you your individual meaning. 
it will not tell you that. It will tell you meanings of life. It'll tell you how to find meanings of life, but it will not give you an answer, a definite answer for yourself. You have to find that yourself. But that's the beauty of it, and that's the journey of it. You know, and to put it in fun perspectives, one man, 10 years, four Nazi concentration camps. How does he do it? It's his mindset. Um, and all of his viewpoints, everything that you learn, and it's a short read too, you know. That was the book that also taught me books have, you know, actual knowledge in it, you know what I mean? Because for the longest time, I never, you know, I was like, well, books have stories in it, and stories don't, you know, and I was like, stories have knowledge, so maybe that's what it means. Mm. But it, honestly, when I was like 16, I learned that, oh my God, wait, there's actually knowledge in books. That's crazy. It took me a long time, but um, yeah, please read the answer for meaning. It'll absolutely change your life because you'll understand the human condition at a deep, deep level. Mm. And once you understand the human condition at that depth, you will understand yourself and others around you. And that is a powerful thing. Absolutely. I love it. Mm -hmm. So you've got some really exciting things going on and you've been doing some very exciting things. What exactly is next for you in the ne in the weeks, months and years to come? What about, what, it, what is the decision on college right now? The yeah. gap year. That's podcast. Yeah. A, a potential book. Um, your whole media company. Yeah. I have to do that before yeah. my birthday. Maybe you could help me on like, how to write a book really fast. I need to do that. I'm know? very, I, I'm, I, I help people with writing books all the time, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk later. <laughs> we'll okay, talk later. for sure. Um, you know Joshua Metcalf? Yeah. He was like able to write a book right now. And I was like, and apparently we have the same birthday. And he's like, I expect on my desk on our birthday, a signed book written and signed by you. And I was like, okay. How much time you got? <laughs> I got my birthday's January 30th. Okay. So a bit of a time crunch, but hopefully I can do it, pull it off. But yeah, right now, you know, I'm in this, first off, script writing is difficult. I actually have to think through a lot of things when I write scripts now. Um, so it's script writing, it's coming up with stories, it's telling them, it's sharing them. And, and for the mentors thing, we're going to have like articles and blogs, which I'm kind of going to be taking care of more. It's going to be my partner. And then we're going to have an actual, like, not program, but we're actually going to have a service to where, you know, we're going to have a stockpile of mentors and then we're going to be marketing to kids and be like, learn from people, you know, and, um, that's all in the works right now. So that's technically a future thing. Um, you know, I need to get on you know, writing that book. Um, you keep, keep, keep reminding me and I keep getting more scared. Um, uh, but you know, it's going to be that book and the podcast, I just want to keep continuing with and, you know, let it grow and change and develop as it should. Um, but honestly, uh, and even when it comes down to college I mean, my dad and my mom aren't, aren't really conflicting on it. My, my dad and my mom were kind of like, can you even take care of yourself? I was like, it's, it's really hard to convince your parents, you know, why you can live on your own, like on your own, on your own, when your room is a mess and the whole week beforehand, you're asking for takeout. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, it's not the smartest. Yeah. It's bad timing. Um, but they're like, you know, maybe you should take a gap year or maybe you should, you know, go one or two years of college to figure yourself out and experience other parts of life. And then you can drop out because we don't care. And then, you know, do whatever you're going to do. So, in all honesty, that's a mystery too. 
Um, the every year from seventh grade on, I was petrified of the future. I think I'm in this place now where I'm very content with quite literally anything happening. That's, I think that's where I am externally and internally. At peace, at peace with it. At peace. I have, you know, you have to be. I can only control the present moment. Yeah. But what you do in the present moment determines the future. You know, I, okay, so forever I've been saying my quote, it's been in my Instagram bio for almost, yeah, two years now. Two years now, exactly. Don't make a living, design a life. And so there's a lot behind that. And it's really, you know, I've, I've always been about, uh, I've always been very future oriented, always been about life by design. And that's how I really got results in my life, uh, taking control of my life and not, and, and, you know, controlling how I respond to my circumstances, which will in turn, control, uh, you know, control my circumstances. I can't control my circumstances directly, but I can do it indirectly with how I respond. But now I'm coming I've been wondering lately if I'm like too future oriented, too goal oriented and not too pro not enough process oriented, not I'm this week has been just this week and it sounds silly, but like I'm on this transformational in the moment stuff. Like even if you go on my Twitter, it's like, you know, I'm tweet I'm tweeting all this Zen stuff. I'm, I'm like in, I'm, I'm this in the moment guy. I'm this meditation guy all of a sudden. I mean, I've meditated, I've meditated for a while, but now, I mean, what you just said, uh, all we really have is the moment. And, but it's a delicate, it's a delicate balance of you know, having these long-term goals and, and, and just, and at least an idea while also, yeah, all we really have is the moment because tomorrow never comes. It's always 24 hours from now. It never comes. So I love what you said right there. What do you think of what do you think about that? Because it's this delicate balance that I haven't quite figured out. I, you know, it's funny that you bring that up. Today, even I was talking to some stranger. You know, it's like, I was like, you know, sometimes I don't feel like I have a grasp on life because it all feels like days. It feels like a uh, a sheet of glass has been put up in front of you, and I'm watching something go by. I go, none of it feels real, but it is. And I think in those moments, you have to take the time to understand that this is the present moment. I think we all get caught up in the future and the past. And we're never here and centered. And honestly, that's difficult to do because you have to turn your brain off. It, you, 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 can, you can, you know, sit down in silence and kind of, um, but you're not, you know, you're going to start thinking about <laughs> that fly in the room that's just really annoying or like, like some like, you know, like random noise and they'll make you think about what if there's a bear in the house or something like that. You won't be able to focus. Focus is a very difficult thing to master. Um, but I guess, it, but I also know how crucial it is to be in the present moment, but it's something that's hard to obtain. And actually, not going to lie, after this podcast, I was going to, even though it's kind of raining, I was going to make myself kind of walk outside barefooted because that will bring, and there's science behind it. This will- Oh, earthing. Yeah. Yeah, they, I do it all the time. People think I'm an idiot. 
Yeah, <laughs> but but there's 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 something there's something they something they got something right. You know, yeah. it helps. It brings you down to the moment, and um, I mean, you have to. You know, I think that's where a lot of people get anxious or fearful. That's mm. why I was fearful. What's going to happen in the future? What's going to happen in the future? And you know, someone asked me a couple, like a month ago, and I said, not some a couple weeks ago, and I said, "In what are you really excited for in the future?" And I go, "The next month." They go, "You know, in the next month of September, what's happening in September for you?" And I go, "I have absolutely no idea." And that's what makes it so amazing. Anything can happen in between mm. here and then. Perhaps yeah. losing your mind might be a good thing to come to your senses to live in the present moment. It seems like you have to literally lose your mind in a way. In all honesty, you're not losing your mind. You're coming back to it. Like you're letting go, like losing your mind is just letting go of everything going on. And a lot of it is like, um, it will all describe it. So you know how you have a lake, right? Mm -hmm. The lake has a ton of allergy on top of it. And a lot of people go, that's the lake. This is the lake. And you go, I don't think it is. I think there's something more to this lake. I think this lake could be really cool. If I get rid of the allergy, they go, no, no, you'll lose the entire lake. You go, I don't think I will. And, and, you know, and you, you know, you're scooping out algae, you're using sticks and whatnot to bring out algae. And, you know, you see this kind of hole and it's really clear and blue and you go, I think this is the lake. I think this is my mind. I think this is really my mind. So you take out more algae, right? Uh, and you get to this point where the lake is clear. You did not lose the lake. This was the lake. The algae wasn't the lake. The lake was the lake. You know what I mean? Mm. So our, so our um, thoughts, our emotions, our fleeting, our fleeting decisions, um, and, and you know, shallow, shallow thoughts of like what's happening right now. Um, you know, what am I thinking about right now? And you know, even though I'm in the moment, but not in the moment, are all the algae. There's a whole lake underneath that. But when you t- when you lose your mind, you're just taking out the algae. Oh. So there's something a lot more, I think, to the, to the, you know, how the, how the world works or mm-hmm. how the world works. And it's underneath, you know, a bunch of shallow things. Mm. I, say, I, say, I say shallow really lightly. They're not shallow. They're just the typical, the mundane. Yeah. Surface level. Yeah. Mm-hmm, surface level stuff. Mm. So this is, I, this conversation has just been amazing. It's probably been one of my favorites, probably my favorite on the podcast um, you've been amazing and I want to make sure people find your podcast, uh, mentors with a Z for generation Z. You can find that right on Apple podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. Sadly, right? sadly not Spotify. I've been trying, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? And they won't cause like my, so it's like SoundCloud, iTunes, Google play, Google podcast and Stitcher yeah. as of right now. It took me a while to, took me like six weeks. I actually use anchor, but I'm thinking of switching to like Libsyn or something like that or simple cast. I don't know. 
I've heard but, Anchor has been really nice as of late because it's all free. Yeah, it, it's just for it's just that like there's this whole controversy with them owning your content and whatnot. But who knows? Anyway, uh, where else can we? So we're gonna get your podcast. I mean, I've already got your podcast on my phone. Where on social media can we find you? Anywhere else? Do you have a website? Uh, oh, that is actually in the works. So in the next month, you can find us at Mentors Media. You know, we're going to, like, I'm going to bet it's going to be slash Wix, or we'll probably cut that off at some point. But yeah, Mentors Media is going to be our website. Um, and then for social media-wise, you know, Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram are probably, like, some of my biggest but most fun ones. Twitter, like, LinkedIn is my sauce. You know, so Ava Wetrick, you know, you know, LinkedIn, that's my sauce, right? If you want to see Ava, you go to LinkedIn. Twitter, I'm pretty, I'm like kind of active. It's, you know, I'll still check it out, you know, have fun with it. Um, Instagram is more like, here's life, you know, mm. um, besides all the work. Mm. So if you want to see a little, little personal touches of things, you can find me on there too. But it's Ava Grace Wetrick, um, which is, you know, my full name. But yeah, I think that's all the places you can find me online. Right on. Mm-hmm. So we could go all day. I could literally do, I could do a four hour conversation with you. I'm definitely going to have to have you back on the podcast. Like almost certainly hundred percent. If I'm going to put you on the spot, are you ready to come back on the podcast Sunday? Of course. I really enjoyed this. This has probably been like one of the most like chill, you know what I mean? Like chill, relaxing conversations I've had with someone because I got to think through a lot of things too on the spot. You know what I mean? You made, you made me think about things, and that's what I love. <laughs> but I really enjoy this, so I'd absolutely love to come back on. Right on. So I do have to acknowledge you then for being so open and transparent and just an awesome energy and for not going down the default path, right, for shifting the script a little bit. And you're 17 for being so self-aware and so articulate and you have a story for everything. And I'm sure this may, this may be something you learn from Seth. I don't know how much you follow him like I do, but great leaders tell stories in parables, in, in these little short stories that relay the lesson. You don't just use dry words. You use the stories. And that's why I've been wanting to say, oh, you're the next Gary Vee. But no, you're not the next Gary Vee. You're the first Ava Wetrick, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that I did that. I just no, you're, very, you're very good at it. Every, you're going to have to listen back. Everything, you would start off with a story and then, and then bring it right back home. You never lost track. It was awesome. Thank you. I tried. So <laughs> <laughs> my final question for you, what does life beautifully designed look like to you? Oh, wow. Life beautifully designed. Well, Again, individual cases, I'll put those aside because life design, like that perfect design of life for me, I got it. It's going to be, life perfectly designed for me is going to come down first and foremost to spirituality. You know, when you and God kind of have that alignment, right, amazing things happen really amazing things happen. I've seen it before in other people's lives. And that's what, that's something I don't want to say I envy, but it's something that I definitely want to attain for myself. So being in tune with God, hearing him every day, 
is would be absolutely a perfect design. And then having beautiful health, you know, not cheating on things, you know what I mean? You know, really being content with what I, um, you, you know, how my body is completely in tune with itself. I don't have, you know, I don't have like a sprain this, a hurt that, you know, just really at center of my body. And then my mind having, having a lot of understanding of the human condition and being able to look at someone and understand them deeply is also something I admire and I want to obtain. So yeah, I think it comes down to definitely that mind, body, spirit and understanding myself, others and God at the deepest level I can. Because at that point you're in tune with the world. In tune. <laughs> you're, you know, you're, you know, not, you know, Zen, Namaste. I think that'd be absolutely amazing. You know, if you put it into if you put it into cartoon context, I'm basically telling you that I want to be the master Uguay of life. You know what I mean? That badass, wise person that, you know, just knows, you know what I mean? You've seen you've seen Kampu Panda, right? Yes. I want to be master Uguay, essentially. And then also kind of more of that, you know, like hiccup from how to train your dragon. Very like leader, mm. very good leader, ragtag group of team, you know, people respect them, looked up to him because of a lot more reasons than he was the first one to discover things. Mm. It's also something I would strive for. But to put that, you know, besides kick terms, that's what I want to be. <laughs> that's my perfect design of life. Ava Wetrick, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed this. I absolutely love being on as well. Thank you for having me. There you have it, my friends. That was 17-year-old podcaster, entrepreneur, and future multi-millionaire, Ava Wetrick. She's really doing an amazing thing with the Mentors podcast. It blossomed from the problem that she saw with Generation Z's education. We live in a world of self-promotion and shallowness with hardly any real mentors and guides visible. And as a result, many people have fallen into pits with a lack of self-awareness, living without passion or cause, depression and debt. So she's bringing these amazing role models to light through the form of her mentors podcast in order to help educate people about all of life's possibilities and how to get there. I absolutely love what she's doing. I loved our conversation. I was so grateful for it. And we stayed on for a long time afterwards and continued talking. I'm so proud to call her my new friend. And if you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, make sure you subscribe to her podcast, Mentors with a Z, and Growth Mindset University, our podcast over here, so that you don't miss Ava and I's future episodes. And if you got anything of value out of this episode today, go ahead and share this out. Be a grow giver by sharing this out with the link jordanparishealth.com slash EP31. And if you believe that the message we have delivered today and the one we are crafting as a whole at Growth Mindset University is a healthy message for the world to hear. If you think this is a good message for other people in the world to hear, I could really use your help in getting that message out. And you can do that by leaving us an honest review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow and it helps us be found much easier. 
Now, if you're really ready to take your life to the next level, you can get my book on Amazon, Growth Mindset University. Just search that and you'll find the book. And by getting that book, you're not just supporting me and this channel, but you're also getting a book that will show you how to creatively and effectively design your life the way you want it. It's about taking control of your life and rising above circumstances. This book is touching lives and you can get it on Amazon and have it in your hands within two days. How great is that? Thank you so much for listening today. I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn, and grow to give.